Hey there, my name is Krista Passarelli Patterson and welcome to the Four P's in Marketing Podcast. With me are my siblings, Anthony and Gina, and my son, Cole, who's working on his communications degree. The four of us make up the four P's in marketing. You see, we all have last names that start with the letter P, and at least three of us have been in the field for more than 20 years. This podcast was created to give insight on the world of marketing, whether you're just entering the workforce or been around this block a few times. Today, we're gonna dive into each of our backgrounds, chat about our experiences in the workplace, uh, including how technology has changed how work gets done and impacted our lives as a whole, as well as what style of boss and employee we prefer. This episode is really about kind of who we are as peers and as marketing professionals, and maybe even as a family. I think it does a great job of setting the stage for future episodes. Okay. So glad to see you guys, Gina and Anthony and Cole. Um, wanted to kind of introduce ourselves on this first episode of the podcast, the Four P's uh, podcast. Uh, so the whole idea for this was really to bring all three of us together. We've worked together before. Um, we have solved many a marketing problems at family functions, and so we thought I thought we might bring some of that expertise to a podcast and share with others outside of our family. So let's start with some introductions. Maybe we'll go youngest to oldest. Anthony, will you do a little introduction? Isn't Cole the youngest? Would he okay, be Cole. first? Yes. No, I'll go. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay, I'll go great. first. That's fine. <laughs> I'll save you, Cole. Uh, I'm Anthony uh, Passarelli, and I'm the youngest of the three uh, by quite a bit. So um, you'll you'll see that show through as the podcast goes on. Um, but uh, I'm in, uh, I started in radio television in college and uh, a little bit before that. And then out of college, I um, went into working at radio stations and making very little money. And then as I was getting, going to get married, I um, got a call from Krista uh, about, well, gosh, maybe it was just after getting married about whether or not um, I would be interested in running a partner training, equipment, shipping <laughs> uh, program for Cisco Systems. So this was back in 98 and it was literally shipping equipment to physical shows at hotels so that partners could um, get their hands on the routers and switches and see how networking works and um, learn from Cisco. And then we'd ship the gear to the next place. So I kind of started in what I refer to as the mailroom. And then um, over the years at Cisco, worked in everything from web marketing to demand generation to, um, gosh, um, email marketing to all of it. Got a chance to do it all. And now I'm at Aruba Networks four years next month. Is that wow, enough? It's been four years already. Yeah. Four Craziness. years. Yep. And so that's, uh, that's what I've been doing. And we were all there, I think, for just a couple of years at Cisco. Yeah, Gina, can you want to introduce yourself? Sure thing. I'm Gina. I'm the middle child in this equation. And um, I started my marketing career, gosh, again, from a, a call I got from Krista about a position in marketing communications. I actually was in a nightmare first job out of college that I absolutely despised. That's a longer story, maybe for another time. But was excited to think about working for um, a better company and trying my hand at something else. And so um, I took a job in marketing communications at 3Com at the time. Krista was working there as well, I think in PR. 
And I love the team I worked with. And from there was a jumping off point to all sorts of marketing jobs, similar to you, Anthony, just um, all sorts of different disciplines in marketing, not really by design, but partly because I was adamant about a work-life balance and in the middle of this whole thing around five years in, wanted to move uh, to the mountains. And so at that point, took me into some other different marketing roles that were okay with um, this remote work, virtual work situation, which really wasn't a thing back in the late 90s. Um, and then I just um, moved over to Cisco back around 2000 and continued on again, working in field marketing, event marketing, CIO marketing, all sorts of stuff. Ended up finally kind of pioneering a lot of our digital marketing efforts and getting into social media work. And today I focus on actually working with our salespeople on their own social practice. And we call that social selling. I'm going to learn a lot, I think, from this. Some of the jobs that you guys mentioned, I didn't even know you did, or I forgot, maybe. Cole, do you want to introduce yourself as well? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just uh, Krista's son, the other's nephew. Um, <laughs> I'm in college right now at San Diego State. I'm also interning at Positioning Collective for Marketing and Comm. So we thought it'd be interesting for me to be here and listen and learn a little bit from three marketing experts within the same family. So... So we'll let you know, Cole, we'll let you know when they come on. That might be next episode. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> yeah. I'm still waiting for them exactly. to show up. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And I, maybe I should introduce myself because I haven't done that either. I um, am the oldest of the three. And I, um, it's funny, Gina, when you mentioned 3Com, Anthony didn't work there with us, but his wife did. And our cousin at 3Com, which was yep, a little bit crazy. True. True. I think I might be the only one that's actually still working in, um, well, kind of in my major, I guess. Uh, I studied communications, both undergrad and graduate, and have done public relations, executive communications, worked my way through, um, gosh, integrated solutions marketing and field marketing, running a help desk is how I started at Cisco, I think, in 1996, so that the field could find things on the internet. Um, and now am, uh, have kind of ventured out. I am doing some executive thought leadership, executive communications uh, with a CTO in the Valley, but have also started this positioning collective, which um, I hesitate to call it an agency. We really are just a group of discipline experts or discipline experienced in all different marketing um, disciplines. So that's kind of where I'm at. Now, okay, so I remember though, I, and I tell the story maybe differently than you guys remember coming together at Cisco. I remember each time I went out to have a baby, one of you got hired. That's all I remember really. Um, is that how you remember it? Probably not. No, I don't remember it that way at all. I remember it as um, like me needing to move and therefore there was a job open. You mentioned there might be a job opening. And so I... I didn't make the connection that you were having a baby. I just made the connection that I needed work. <laughs> so, uh, and Gina, I don't know if you were the same way, but uh, I guess, you know, we all have the different perspective, right? So it's, that was my perspective. And you didn't work in the same exact group. So um, I never felt like that. We didn't have that close proximity in our roles. So you being out didn't affect the work that I was doing um, hey, is that, that I recall. Is that, 
Is that right though? I feel like we, and again, my memory clearly is not the best, but I feel like we that. all ended up in SMB. We, I mean, I didn't start there, but that's when we all came together. I think you were in a, yeah, you, you were in the same larger organization for sure. Corporate okay. marketing, but in the SMB marketing piece, okay. which was brand new okay. at the time, yeah. a big deal yeah. for Cisco. But um, your focus was, I was just focused on my, my little world, I think. Yeah, me too. I get and we're, uh, getting phone calls at four in the morning because somebody couldn't find a switch in Boston. Oh my God. Where, Gina, which group did you start in? What was your focus when you started? I don't remember. At Cisco? Yeah. It was considered like a liaison to field marketing out of corporate marketing. Um, and our role was to make sure that the corporate marketing programs stuck in field marketing and the field. And it was the, fir oh. the first program I worked on was actually, um, there's this new wireless thing that was, you know, blowing up. What did we call Aeronet. it? Was that the Aeronet acquisition? Like Yeah, but I'm time. trying to think like, what was the name of what they call the technology when it first came out? It wasn't called something it wasn't, wireless. It wasn't, it was no, it wasn't. Something else. Um, yes. But yeah, we were just starting to sell those access points and that was all the rage. And so it was a lot of focus on that at the time. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, it's, um, we do all remember it differently. I'm pretty sure that you must've came on right around 2000. Mm -hmm. Is that yep. right? Right. When I was out having coal, I think. Yeah. Cause then I always liked, I always joke. And I think I shared this story with you recently and I don't remember what we were talking about, but I remember feeling like, well, crap, they're both way smarter than me. I got to get out of here. And, oh. you know, which didn't we were, thi we were thinking that too. <laughs> that you needed to get out or that you needed no, me that, to get out? That you were way smarter, we're than, way you. smarter than you. <laughs> right, that I needed to get out. Yeah. That's that. how I remember it. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. yeah, as you were being born, that's how you remember, yeah. right? I was like, oh, we need to get this one out of here. <laughs> um, so I think you both kind of mentioned you're not working in the areas that you studied in college. Is that right? Yeah, true well, for me. I'll go ahead. I Andy. mean, not not full time. Um, I do some of the what I went to school for, but um, I mean, it's just like a more of a kind of a, like a hobby. So right. you maybe maybe you still enjoy doing the things that you went to school and for and tried to learn about, but um, it's where when you live where we live, uh, Gina, it's not easy to uh, make a living, <laughs> right? <laughs> on, on just a hobby, a couple <laughs> just jobs. A, on a hobby's wage. So, um, yeah, I mean, and I don't know how many people really do. I mean, I think a lot of people got into high tech back when we started that that's not what they were, went to school Huge for, opportunity. But yes. a huge opportunity to uh, make some good money <laughs> and uh, learn a new industry. And uh, you come to enjoy certain aspects of it for sure. There's others that you don't enjoy, but that's just like any job, right? Yeah, who knew back then that it would take off like it did? And I studied business and I had no clue. And I just said, I like people. So I'm going to be an HR concentration in business. I didn't know if I really wanted to be an HR. I just really liked like psychology and how people think and all of that stuff. And so the, the role that I got into, the uh, original role was in recruiting and it was awful. It was a sales job beyond 
the most awful sales job because you're basically cold calling people all day long, trying to get them to move, move jobs. And they're typically already in a good spot, especially back then when basically software engineers were a hot commodity. So but you, um, would you get than- a list? Would you get a list of like these people have openings now go fill them and you had to fill a certain yes. number of them? These people have openings. So you're not even contracted for the hiring company and you need to go find oh. candidates and the candidates aren't looking for jobs. So you're just, you're just finding org charts by cold calling people and asking them to send you org charts. And then wow. once you figure out, you find some people, you start calling down those people and this company in particular, we were not allowed to take lunch breaks. We had to work till nine o'clock, two nights a week. Um, you basically went and got lunch, brought it back to your desk. You were just cold calling all day long. So and, I, and you were doing that while hit. people were, Sounds were terrible. eating, like they're eating dinner and you're calling them. Well, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. I, I did that. I tried to sell I would call. I would tickets. call. Remember, you could call time on your phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would call time. And talk to people because everyone's around. You're just, you have no privacy. That was awful. It was terrible. So this, Krista was a godsend. She's like, you can do this marketing communications job. I had no experience. And I think today, especially people think, tell me if I'm wrong, Cole, that you have to have so much experience before even getting out of school. And I I mean, uh, how are you supposed to get experienced? Yeah, it's kind of hard nowadays. It's just, you got to get an internship, but getting an internship is impossible and you have to have experience to get an internship, but then where do you get that? And then it just, it all go, keeps going backwards. It's getting harder in my opinion, right. but yeah. So back I, then I it was like, you jumped in. I didn't know anything, but she's like, you can do this. I know you can. And so I went and I interviewed, it was so scary because I had no experience. Did you have, and did you have like a business suit that you wore like yes. with the shoulder pads and everything? <laughs> and I was, it was a shoulder pads. Yeah. Plant, like a flannel material. Oh. I was sweating. Oh. And I think I cried in that interview. I was so nervous. You cried? And they were so cool. Gina. They're like, you have the job. You're going to be great. And okay, they were the who was that? People. Who hired you? Who hired you? No, 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 no. Let's the, shout the, out to them. Don't, don't bring up people's names. They don't want to be drugged into this. Dra- dragged it's a into positive. This. It's a positive thing. Amazing, amazing that's women. Hilarious. Thank goodness. Because I think that's what's led my career more than anything, too, is like working with great people and who are the people you want to work with versus like very strictly, I want to do this work. Because yeah. the people, for me, it was like the people and um, the opportunities and would they value my opinion, even as a junior um, marketing person, would they listen to me and all of that? And that really drove my choices a lot more than I want to do events. I want to write data sheets. I want to, you know, like it just was more about all of that, which wow. I guess I just, is human nature. But um, back then for me on an hourly wage, and then I was full-time in 99, but um, man, that was, it was crazy. Well, we weren't working from home, right? In those days at all, at that point, no. not quite for yet. Me, I was oh. the pioneer. You were. I was a pioneer teleworker. I meant we weren't working at night. Like sometimes you would argue that people would go home oh, and work at night. So they would do something different during the day or take a long lunch, but it that was wasn't so the case then. Yeah, then that was really not the case at that point. It's really interesting to me to hear you say, Gina, that you were always focused on quality of life, balance. Because I, at that point, I think I was just focused on making a a bunch of money as much as I could. I didn't care about work-life balance. And so that's amazing that that was a thing for you even then. 
I already felt burnout like five years in. And I think mm-hmm. we did work late. Like we would stay at the office late. We would mm-hmm. um, work out at the um, at the gym, at the office and then work. And But I was yeah. single. So I would, you know, go home at eight o'clock or whatever sometimes. But I already felt like, where is this going? If I'm just going to get more responsibility and more people under me, like, am I going to have a good quality of life? And so luckily at the time, my partner now husband also was thinking, will this pan out where we're feeling happy about where we land? And so we decided to make a change and move out of kind of move out of the rat race in a way. And um, luckily could still continue on with my career. I think that's awesome. I we still, I think the struggle for work-life balance exists for so many of us, for sure. Like I know we're all huge. Almost, I think, and even even with COVID in the last year, I think at my desk more than ever, which is crazy. Do you, think, and, do you guys think technology's made it worse like that? Because obviously back in the day you couldn't go home and get an email or I mean you could, but not as much. It wouldn't be you couldn't do a meeting from home. You couldn't really Oh yeah. Like all no, that the, stuff. Do you miss it at all? Like not having to do yes. that at home? Yeah. Yes. And not on your we didn't have cell phones that were smartphones. They were just coming into play with the Q and the Blackberry yeah. and the those things. I think that um one of the Cisco exec once told me like, this is going to be amazing. This is how we explain networking. We explain it that you can work from anywhere at any time. And I was like, holy, that's yeah. not good. <laughs> that that's is not, not a, good. Not something a lot of people value, right? Well, and I wish started, we could have the, oh, go ahead. They started giving everybody laptops. And then, so mm-hmm. you only worked on a laptop and you were kind of expected to bring the laptop home so that yeah. you could be reached and check email and instant message with colleagues. And um, I think it was, that really opened everything up. Not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying it makes it more difficult to do the work-life balance, especially now in COVID when I'm not in the car 45 minutes to an hour to get to the office. So now the meetings, the meeting block starts at 8 a.m. Pacific or 7.30 a.m. Pacific Mm -hmm. and ends at 5.30 or 6 instead of that was usually a time people were commuting. So even though yeah, you could be you point. could be on the car, you could be on the phone and in the car. you loved commuting, didn't you, Anthony? <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. That's why well, I stopped I drinking guess, regular coffee. Well, and I think too, maybe people don't understand. Gina, you are in Nevada. Anthony and I are still within 10 miles of where we grew up in the Silicon Valley in the San Jose area. So we're, you know, you and you have been out of this for 24 years. Yeah. Maybe 20, 24 ish, maybe 25. Like and I, yeah. I can only, I only judge time by the ages of my children. So I think that's actually the age yep. um, that it is the commuting when you are required to be in the office is terrible. It is terrible. It's like I wouldn't want to go back to having to fax changes on a piece of marketing <laughs> material to a vendor and then fax right. back the next version. And like, I mean, that's going back a ways, but I mean, there was the t- technology has done so much amazing stuff and taken so much yes. work out of our work, which I absolutely love, but I wish almost like it all just magically shut down at a certain point, like eight o'clock every night in the, on the, everywhere in the world, it all just shut, shut off. That would be my hope. Cole, do you see that? Like, I know you're spending some time with us in Positioning Collective and do, and as a kid, right? Do you see that there's work going on 24 seven or, or how, and how are you going to manage it? I mean, yeah, I definitely see that there's work going on 24 seven. Like even now, I mean, there's so many like benefits of the internet. It's not really a question of like, 
would do we want it or not but obviously like at this point yeah it's it's all the time even i've only been working for what two months now a month and a half and it's been constant like even today i had to schedule a meeting with a, two guys in india and it was so confusing but the fact that you can do that is cool but it's still hard yeah, having to deal with that because they're gonna they want to meet at 8 p.m so you know right. that's that's tough so people don't want to do that but that's because you're you're, you're usually it. asleep by that time right yeah that's my bedtime seven no but i might be <laughs> after a nice yeah nice dessert nice chianti mm-hmm. nice chianti mm-hmm. exactly a little merlot these <laughs> nine night cole did you have any questions for us that you wanted to ask us while we're here uh i mean i guess the only one I, that i've been thinking of was when you guys were all on the same floor like did it ever get because you're siblings, obviously, and I have two other siblings as well. So it gets annoying being with them sometimes. Was there ever a time where like, how often were you guys seeing each other? And was it too much at some point? Anthony, you and I worked on the same floor, even in the last the last year I was there. And not really? a lot of people. What yes, year was that? Building eight, like 2015. Okay. When you were in, when you were in that other, that big uh, digital group, right? Oh yeah, demand center. I think I'm not that not not everybody knew that we were related. A yeah, that we it wasn't something that we said a lot. Cole, to be honest, yeah. we weren't like, hey, my brother and sister work here. Like, no, we just kind of went off and did our job. And some people knew, and some people didn't know. Um, mm. And I remember Anthony and I like you know crossing in the in the break room, or you know if I was having an especially bad moment, or he was, we'd pop over to the other's cube and say some amazing statements of profanity and move on with our day. And that was kind of how that went. It wasn't like we never were annoyed. I was never annoyed. I can only speak for myself um, by them at work um, mm-hmm. or yeah, in meetings. Yeah. I mean, I think we all well, you know, if you guys didn't. If you guys didn't see uh, each other that much, then obviously it wouldn't, <laughs> it's probably, it wouldn't happen right. that much. But I just know right. if I was working with Jake and Elise, uh, my siblings, it would not. It would not go well. If I, if so I was in Cole, close proximity, close proximity. Cole, you might be surprised because yeah, Krista and I True. actually, I think our relationship very much improved when we started working together because we had that sibling relationship and yeah. I was the annoying younger sister who did mm. annoying things probably. And so when we started working together, it was a whole different um, way to connect and a different, she saw me in a different light. I'm going to speak for you. And Perfect totally like absolutely absolutely improved our relationship in a lot of ways and so you never know cool yeah i mean it also doesn't help that like jake's an engineer and elise is going to be whatever she's going to be i don't i don't right. know if we will ever Different cross fields paths. yeah there's, yeah there's probably that's what is kind of unique low. about this is yeah we're all in the yeah same that's area. the cool part you guys all ended up in the same area um what <laughs> uh, what about working in a team that you guys enjoy so much in the professional setting. Krista. So, okay. Else, you want me to start? Okay. I, I can start. That's fine. I think, um, <clears throat> I'm sure that we all look for slightly different maybe, but I really look for honesty, meaning straight shooters. Like I'm not, I don't want somebody that's playing, you know, political bullshit, um, that isn't genuinely honest. That isn't Anthony's laughing because I keep swearing. Um, the uh, somebody that is honest about what they're what they can do and what they can't do. That follows through on what they will do 
and are doing and is an open communicator. For me, that's maybe yeah. the start. For me, I think a lot of similar things, a lot of things that you look for in people in general in your life, like people I can trust, people that I know are going to give me the benefit of the doubt, people very much so, like Krista said, that are not political or at least can think about doing the work and trying to do good work and giving giving everyone credit and just really being a team player, just basic yes. team player type skills that you would hope for in a college, you know, classmate that you're working with on a project on or a family member, whatever it might be, just like good basic human, you know, yeah. skills. <laughs> yeah, I agree with both of you. Nothing to add? Just that's it? Well, I'm I'm uh I don't know about teams really. I mean, I I know we have to yeah. work with people. And uh, I prefer just to kind of get the direction and go do the work and, and or strategize a little bit at the beginning and then let's set off and do it and try to do the best work we can. I will say, um, because I think we've all worked with people that aren't just, um, they don't give us the benefit of the doubt. They are coming from a different perspective. So they have different objectives than we might have. Um, that there are people out there that, um, I hate to say it may try and sink whatever you're trying to do. And um, I just, I, I like to avoid those folks. And I think we probably all do. So if, um, if we can all find a way to see what, what we're going to win with whatever we're doing, then I, I think that's, that's what I'm after. I'll find what what's in it for me. You find what's in it for you and let's just try and make it work. Yeah. Anthony, do you feel like that is, um, agreement on the end result, the vision, or is it just on what you're agree that you're all going to do your own part? No, I think we all have our own part, but if you, if you don't agree on the value of what it is you're trying to do and what the end mm -hmm. result is supposed to be, um, mm -hmm. or that you can take a chunk of the end result and apply it to what you need, then mm -hmm. it's hard to get everybody pulling in the same direction. So I don't know if that answers your question, but, um, I, I think, I mean, I'm kind of introverted. I, I don't. I was just going to say, this is like few, part of your, this is a style thing too, right? Yeah. The fewer, the fewer large True. meetings we have about things, um, the better off I will be. That's, that's for me. Well, wow. and there's definitely, I think there's, you know, I can't quote the research, but we've, you know, all been exposed to agile process, which I think is about, you know, small, fast moving meetings that aren't drawn out with a ton of people and that's how to get work done quickly. And I think the, those kinds of ideas and business, um, what's the word I want, uh, frameworks are helpful for both sides because you get a little bit of both to move quick. Think about back way back when, whenever we started in these careers, <laughs> that was. the number of meetings and conversations that were unproductive. I mean, I know yeah. it still goes on, but not nearly as much, I feel like, as it did and so that's, mm -hmm. that's nice that we don't have that, a lot of that, but I do enjoy, I do get energized by people. That's more of my extroverted nature, I think, and want to be able to, you know, work with people and brainstorm and do work together, but then also be able to drive my own work too. So it's kind of a mix. Don't you think about meetings? Like, it's just like, however big the bucket is, it'll get filled up or, or go over. So if oh, the bucket sure. is one hour or 90 minutes or 30 minutes, um, it's going to go that amount of time or longer. 
when more often than not, I think a lot of the meetings, which are 10 minutes of, hey, how was the weekend? Or what's going on where you live? Or is it snowing outside? Or all that kind of thing. And then your 30, you know, 30 minute meeting is down to 15 minutes of work with people dropping off to go to their next meeting. I mean, don't get me started. That's a that, lot of people need needs that, to be though. overhauled. A lot of people need that connection. Um, Especially now. To be able to actually care about mm-hmm. other people's work. <laughs> he doesn't to, care. To care. He doesn't care. Yes. No, no, to care. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I mean, to, they actually have to feel connected to the people they're working with in order to do good work. Right. I believe but that's what, true. But aren't you getting paid to do good work? Yeah, but that doesn't fulfill everybody, just the money part. And I think for me too, well, there's two, I have two thoughts. One is I am one of those people that want that connection. I want to know how is your life? How's your new house? How's your dog? How's the weather in New York? Whatever it is. I don't like a lot of time to take up. I do notice that in the meetings that we have typically on the positioning collective side, 80% of the time we end them early because we covered the business. I would say that's not normal. I, I, even though those are the only meetings I'm in, I can, I know that that's not normal, but I think Chris, the way you're saying is you don't, you uh, like you hearing about people. No, no, <laughs> no, no we're don't. not going to say that. <laughs> um, no you're saying that you like hearing about everybody and all that, but do you like that even when you don't like the person? Like, obviously you have been in your career long enough to where you can choose where you work, who you're working with pretty much almost. Yeah. And like, do you want the personal connection with people you don't like? Like, that's not you. You're picking and choosing, so it's helping you decide. It like, is. Obviously, you're gonna check in with me. I'm your son, and I'm working for you as an intern. So you're gonna check in with me. I am. And all of your friends are your other workers, so it helps that way. But that if does you don't, help. Like, money is the driving factor, and like, especially in a big, bigger company where you don't know everyone, I feel like. You, it's a waste of time to get to know everybody like that. I think that's what he's trying to say. Well, I don't know I, that I, no, I, I don't he doesn't want to know. No, no, no. I, I, I feel, I, I do see it's, I, Gina said some people need that. Some people need that yeah, in order yeah. to feel invested and um, you know, yeah. to get, get that relationship together so that they can work together to build something. I'm not saying there's mm-hmm. no value to that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm almost being like very prescriptive and technical about how meetings are happening. So mm-hmm. for me, um, you know, if, if we have, and I don't know, Gina, or if you have this, or Chris, if you have this, I know Cole doesn't have this, but if you start at eight in the morning and you have yeah. a 15 minute uh, break after two hours, and then there is no, we, at the beginning, we used to, at the beginning, when we started at 1130, we'd go to lunch for an hour or right. 45 True. minutes. Yeah. We'd physically get up and go anything, somewhere, right? right? Yeah. And you might go with your colleagues or whatever. That's gone. True. I don't yeah, have totally that anymore. Gone. So if I'm looking at a day where there's say nine hours worth of, of work time and seven and a half of that is in meetings Mm -hmm. and 15% of every meeting is checking in with everybody and how are things going, then that's, that's 20% of my day. Um, you know, looking at dog pictures I mean, and I love dogs, yeah. but you know, or like here, here's the photos of my, and it, it sounds awfully like rude and crass or whatever, but well, after you do it for 20, however many years, I mean, come on, let's cut this hour meeting in half, come prepared. Well, especially when you have real go. work to do. Right. Yeah. But there's, so there's two things. One, I think some career 
people that would give advice, um, like, I don't know, like coaches would say you have to build in time off into your schedule. You have to build in that 30 minute walk or whatever. I also think connecting with people does two things. You may not need it, they may need it. So if you want something from them or need them to get your projects done, you may have to do that to get what you need in return. True. From a work perspective, not that you're, you may not need that connection to get your own work done or to feel fulfilled, but you might need them to do that for your, they might need that connection to provide you what you need. If you know someone we should have as a guest, send us a direct message on any of those platforms. For other episodes of the podcast, you can find us anywhere you generally find your podcasts. And don't forget to check out the Positioning Collective at positioningcollective.com for all marketing resources to scale your organization or tackle any of your Marcom challenges. Brand development to booth design, messaging to marketing campaigns, logo design to demand gen. Collectively, we got you.